Hello. It is Saturday today. Um, I had a very good start today, but meaning that I slept in. Like, I woke up and it was, um, it was still like dark out. I woke up at a couple times during the night, but nothing like huge. But still, um, when I woke up, it was dark out or like, you know, gray outside. So I thought it was still early. And I was like looking at my phone and stuff. And then I was like, oh, I should see what time it is. And it said it was 11 a.m. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I think I slept. Like, I mainly slept until like 10 or something. I didn't go to bed until like 1 in the morning last night. So that's that's some nice sleep. It's always nice on at least one of the weekend days where I actually get some restful sleep. Um, yeah, other than that, I, a very chill day. I got food delivered for the next week. Um, oh, I don't think I mentioned this, but I got an air fryer. Um, I always have this, like, this anxiety whenever I think about um, making any sort of purchase that's, like, for me. And by that, I mean, like, things that I, you know, want um, that would make, perhaps make my life a little bit easier. Um, but I always, uh, I tend to, like, hold back on that stuff or, like, second-guess it or ruminate on it for a while, um, because I always just think, like, what if something happens, like, money-wise, like, something happens where I need a bunch of money, and then I regret buying this thing because I need the money for something else later um which is like uh, it's frustrating because I don't get myself like anything (laughs) Uh, um like I still have like almost nothing in my kitchen um even just like food that I would have in the house that could be used when I make other food, like spices and stuff. Um, the order that I got today, I bought a couple uh, spices again. Um, so because there's no point having an air fryer if you don't air fry potatoes. I only bought one potato because I don't want to buy a bunch and then end up you know, having to throw a bunch out because I don't eat them, so buying one is a good way for me to start to try to, like, spend, I would only have to spend, like, three minutes preparing a sweet potato for the air fryer, but still, like, any preparation for me is, um, can be a bit of a stretch, so I'm, like, starting slow, but even stuff like that, I don't buy it for myself because I just think, like, what if I need something else later? But it's been, like, 
Like, it's been, like, three months since money hasn't been, like, terrifying anymore. Like, I don't... One thing that has been nice as of late is that, like, I don't need to, like, look at my account every day or... Like, I haven't looked at my... In my checking account for a while, for probably, like, a week. Because I know that there's money in there. I got paid... My work just changed our payday from Friday to Thursday. So, I know that I got paid on Friday... And that there's still a lot of the money from um, my tax return and um, the stimulus check in there. Uh, so, like, saying that, I think that it's it's also weirdly, like, almost... Uh, I see it almost as, like, a good habit that I'm so, um, so like, hesitant to spend money on things that I don't necessarily need, but I think if I had it, them, it would be, it would make my life, like, a little bit easier, because it means that I'm not <laughs> impulse buying, like, any, like, anything at all, <laughs> and spending, like, th the money from my tax return, or my, um, or from the stimulus, last stimulus check, on things when, you know, later on something might happen, and I might need that money more, um, is still sitting in there, and, like, all that, and, like, the thing, but the thing that's, like, frustrating about that whole thing is that, like, like, I, I love air fryers, first off, um, like, if you wanna, if you want, I'm trying to think of the race way to phrase this, but basically, like, if you want to make food for yourself, but, like, in, like, a quick way but still tastes good and especially even if you want to like cook for yourself but maybe you don't like you're like me where you the idea of cooking and doing all this preparation and stuff seems like too much work like an air fryer is a good way to kind of um kind of start do it because it's always easier like and the plus for me too is that like every fucking time I use my oven in my apartment, the, um, smoke detector in my apartment always goes off, which is really loud and triggering for me. Um, like, I have to go through this whole process of deciding to even use my oven, because, um, I know that the smoke detector will likely go off, because I live in a studio, my apartment is small, and, like, I always have a fan on, I'll, I'll do, I'll, like, turn on a fan, I'll turn on the fan in the bathroom, which is, like, right by where the smoke detector is, I'll, like, open the window in my apartment, and it'll still fucking go off, <laughs> because I think my apartment is just too small, um, so that's really frustrating, but, like, now, but when you have an air fryer, you don't really need to use your oven, um, necessarily, like, the thing that always makes the smoke detector go off is using the actual oven, like, doing stovetop cooking doesn't seem to make it go off, but, like, I haven't really done that in a while either, but, um, but, like, that, that's the thing that's nice about an air fryer is that you can use it basically as an oven, um, and they always make, and it makes food quicker. Like, you can, like, one of the things I did with my air fryer before was I used, I would, I, like, googled, because once I started using it, I was, like, 
what every time I would try to make something I would think like can I air fry this so I remember there was one time in my last apartment I just googled like can you air like air fry your enchiladas because that's one of my favorite things to make but when you when I would make it in the oven it usually takes like a half hour um and one day I just air I like googled it and yeah you can air fry enchiladas it's actually really good um and it's way faster than using in the oven like the like my mom taught my sister and I how to make quote-unquote enchilada casserole when we were growing up and this is like the most white person person version of making enchiladas but because literally all we do is you know those like frozen burritos that you get at like the grocery store I always like the bean and cheese ones because I don't like I just I usually don't like, like, frozen burritos with, like, meat, any sort of meat in them. Like, the texture of it, I just don't like it. Um, so I get those, and we just, I just put enchilada sauce on top of it, and then a whole bunch of, like, you know, Mexican um, shredded cheese on top of that. And, like, in the air fryer, you do that, you just put, like, aluminum foil down in it so the the enchilada sauce doesn't get, like, all over it. Um and then put the enchiladas in there, the sauce and the cheese. You put, you like cook it for like seven minutes about, and then like flip it, and then cook the other side for the same amount of time. Um, and then there's basic, they're basically done in 15 minutes instead of 30. Um, yeah. So I bought an air fryer that was one thing that I did buy with like money. I went to, I went on Target's website because I know they have them. And I finally just, I went to Target's website and looked up things, an air fryer. I bought an air fryer, a like comforter. It's not even a comforter, but just like a sheet for my bed that, because the other, um, the other blanket that I had for my bed was for like the winter time. Like, I got it because it was, um, because it was heavier, and it, I knew that it was gonna, it was about to get cold, so I got that one for myself, but it also was, like, cheap. It was only, like, $30 or something, so, like, my cat hair got all over it, and I couldn't get any of it off, and it doesn't fit in the washer and dryer in my apartment complex, and I was like, it's really not worth, like, going through the effort of like trying to get all this cat hair off by like washing it at like a laundromat or something when it was only $20 and I can just get a new one uh but yeah so I did that so I got that like a just like another cheap like um blanket thing like sheet whatever you want to call it for like $20 the air fryer was like 60 and and the air fryer was like $60 on sale that was nice um and oh and I got another pair of pajama pants because that I've been like wearing every day since I got them on Monday because they're really comfy I'm always looking for that I'm always looking for comfy pajama pants to wear since that's all I ever wear for clothes and uh since you know I am not really able to do laundry at my apartment anymore because of their weirdness I like the idea of not only having clothes that are comfy for me to wear because I'm just one of those people I can't wear clothes that aren't comfortable but also to like elongate 
um, the time of in between when I have to do laundry since I'll have to like leave my apartment and go to a laundry mat in order to do that now um yeah but yeah so but it is also like what I was saying before is it's frustrating that like when I was buying those things I I like spent like a month like every couple days I would go to Target's website I would look those things up individually I would see that they weren't that much and then I would think about buying them and immediately like back out like I put them in my cart or whatever to buy it like I don't even know how many a lot of times (laughs) and then would just like would just back out of it and not do it and I was just like oh my god why do I do this to myself um and I do that about so many things like uh I'm doing that about clothes right now, too, because, like, I got new clothes. I, the other thing that I bought with, like, my, um, tax return money was I did want to go, there's this company called Dia and Company, where they, like, will send you, like, a box of clothes based on what you, that you tell them what kind of fashion you like, and then you can, then you try it all on, and you can decide which, which, things you like and what you don't like and you can send the rest back and then um you just go on their website after you get the box and tell them what you decided to keep and they charge you for whatever pieces you decide to keep and you and they send you a thing that says how much each thing is and I like that because I like the idea of getting something in the mail um with a bunch of things that are like a surprise and getting to try it on and see what I think so I did that and that was like 150 I I picked because I wanted to keep like the two pairs of pants and um and a dress which of course just for my luck was like the most expensive things in the box but whatever I like them and those are like the things that I need um and I did like their but one thing that is helpful at least with like this sort of anxiety is the whole afterpay thing that like Afterpay or I forget the other name for it, but all these companies now where that are letting you like split up like payments when you buy something online into like four payments instead of just like one bulk thing. So like with the Dia and company box, like I split up my payments into four. So like every time, every couple, like every two weeks or something like that, like I pay like $30 or something until like four times and then it'll be paid off and like that's fine I can handle it just makes it seem more manageable and not as scary of like the idea that a huge like even though there I know that I have the money in there just the idea that like $150 going out at once when it's for clothes and it's not something that I necessarily need not like a bill or something like that is scary so <laughs> Uh, being able to split it up like that is helpful for me because then I'm more likely to make those sort of payments. So like the next, the thing that I'm doing that with now is about buying just more like comfy kind of clothes from Torrid because they have a lot of, they have an entire collection that's called super soft and everything in it is actually super soft. And so they always have like, like leggings and, um, like pajama pants are just comfy like pants like that to wear 
that I like to wear at home or like comfy shirts and things like that that are like made for my body and not and not and so are really actually comfortable for me um yeah so I keep going back and forth with myself about doing that they have like that program thing on their website too so hopefully at some point in the next month or so I'll let myself buy a couple things from them (laughs) but we'll see um I've been thinking about, like, the whole relationship with money a little bit more just because, well, not that much, honestly, but it's more of just thinking about, like, seeing, like, people talk about how, like, uh, if you grew up in a house where there is a lot of instability with finances, that you, like, echo that as an adult because you're used to money not being around, so you... So you, like, either impulsively spend or, like, don't spend money on anything all the time. And I feel like I, like, like go back and forth between those two things all the time. <laughs> um, so, if anyone's listening to this and you do that, that's very normal. Like, that's just a natural reaction that when you grow up in an environment where money isn't around, then then when, at least this is how I feel, that when I get it, I want to be able to spend it on the things that I actually want and need um because I never had money growing up and especially after like the financial abuse stuff like my mom taking my paychecks without my permission and using them for her bills for years like I definitely have this messed up concept with money and all that but I'm at least trying to work on it. It is better than what it was, like, months ago. Um, so I'll take that. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, I don't know, I've just been thinking about it this week, was, I guess, the idea of something that you used to watch that, like, brought you enjoyment that you can't really you can't really watch anymore or I guess like the idea of what you need from like media or whatever or how you feel about it changing as you kind of go through the whole healing process it to put it simply um this was all brought up like very randomly (laughs) this was not something that I was really thinking about but um one of the friends that I've mentioned recently um I follow on Twitter and he was talking about The Last Jedi and he was just responding to like an article that somebody wrote about Kylo Ren and he was saying that he thinks that Kylo is a much more interesting character in The Last Jedi um than in like the last movie and um And he was just talking about that and saying he wanted to go and it made him want to go watch The Last Jedi. And when I read that, I realized, like, sometimes these things happen where I'll just read something like somebody that I respect or love or whatever, or just even sometimes as a stranger will be talking about something and all of a sudden, like, 
something will just like click in my head and I'll just like think like this really clear thought and I'll be like oh right (laughs) that's why that like that's how I feel like I know that but it just wasn't like super aware to me before so like the version of that with that was like when he said that the first the immediate thought I had was I can't watch The Last Jedi anymore and I was like huh but like I can't (laughs) um and it it's uh, so I've been like thinking watching like the getting invested into a Marvel property again and watching like Thor Ragnarok again as like my comfort movie and stuff um one thing with doing that is that um like thinking I've been just watching a lot of like things of fans talking about Marvel and like the different movies and like the first phase with all of those superheroes um and kind of the movies that like set it set them back and I've thought about this whole idea of like when you have like a movie like a film franchise that like if there's one movie that is kind of not made as well or things that happen in it end up hurting it it's like this one this one movie even if it's a part of like a ton of them especially like in the marvel world but in any world if if it's just one movie it can but it can totally derail things and affect like everything that comes after it in a negative light um so in the marvel world the movie that I always think of that I think a lot of people think of is Age of Ultron like that movie was terrible and so many different characters um, like storylines and motivations just don't make any sense at all in that movie or just completely ignored the like the choices that are made are just strange like if they made if somebody was able to like take that script and completely rewrite it and make it make like sense and not be kind of like the the kind of writing where they're just doing plot twists but they don't really make sense when it when you consider like the characters you're just kind of forcing characters to do things because you want them to do things as opposed to doing them because it like it serves them and it's a logical progression I guess is the best way to put it uh and like that movie being like that definitely hurt a lot of characters and I think that at least with Marvel though like now that they're doing these TV shows they're basically having the chance to flesh out all of the characterization kind of stuff with all of these characters that weren't served well at all in the films because of many different things and so it's weird because (sighs) Because, like, The Last Jedi was such a argumentative, crazy experience in the Star Wars fandom. Like, there are a lot of white men who really don't like, who, like, hate that movie and still tweet about it, still angrily tweet at Ryan Johnson, who directed it and wrote it and all this stuff. But 
it's interesting for me, and I think this is why it was hard for me to admit this, but because the reasons why they hate it are stupid, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and they're completely different from the reasons why I don't think I can watch it and don't want to watch it, like, ever again. Um, and see it in a very negative, a much more negative light now than, like, I spent, like, like the year or something after that movie came out I spent a lot of time on Twitter arguing with people <laughs> about that movie about arguing with like the ridiculous white men who didn't like the movie because they didn't like watching Luke Skywalker die and like I am like a huge Luke fan Luke is my favorite character from the original like from the all the other movies like, seeing him again was the reason why I always wanted the sequel trilogy films to be made. Um, I always have always felt a huge connection to him, which, considering that his story is about dealing with an abusive, absent father, that is not a surprise. <laughs> um, but still, like, I've always loved that character, but, like, him in The Last Jedi is the best part of the movie. Like, his characterization is so just spot on. And his ending is, like, the best. And, like, yeah, I was sad that he died. But, like, the way that he died was, like, the best route for him. And it's... And, like, when it comes to him, it did a good job of, like, passing the torch to, you know, Ray and Finn and Poe. Like, the new gen younger generation and have it not be about him like they didn't need him to be in the last like he's in the last movie of that trilogy as like a force ghost with Rey for like three minutes which was like a perfect way to have him be a part of all of that but he didn't need to be in it for more than that um like she doesn't she like it she can handle it um so that's why I say, like, the whole thing with The Last Jedi is weird, because, like, there's a lot of people who are so angry at it, but they're not angry at it for any of the reasons why I think that it's not as good as what I thought it was, um, which is weird, because, like, I was really excited for that movie, like, Brian Johnson, um, it's just known as, like, this kind of really creative director like the movies that he had made before were always like different and unique and he was really good cinematographer he has a really good cinematographer that he always works for and so the idea for somebody like him to be writing and directing a Star Wars movie was really a cool idea um but so I guess I could say, like, the reason why I can't, I don't think I can, like, mentally take watching it is because of Kylo Ren in that movie. And, like, my friend saying he is a more interesting character in that movie is absolutely valid. I can completely understand why people can feel like that. And especially if you're somebody who likes villains, which this friend does. He likes, uh, he usually likes the Empire um, and all that kind of stuff, 
and which is you know not what I like usually I'm always the opposite <laughs> um but I a lot of people like are interested in learning about like the villains and how they work and things like that um I know I'm not like the majority when it comes to that but um those things are all true like he is a I can and I can definitely see why people think that he's a more interesting character in The Last Jedi than in the last movie when he realized when he like realized what he was basically like slapped in the face by his mom and finally woke up long enough to basically help Ray save her life and and then die um I can understand why people think that, especially I can understand why my friend thinks that, because, yeah, that that makes sense. But for me, it's just every time he talks to Rey in The Last Jedi, he's manipulating her and she doesn't fully realize it until the end because she's a good person and she wants and she's feeling like a lot of stuff and wants um and wants to believe that's that she can you know she wants to believe in like the good of people like it it reminds me so much of the people who are in domestic violent violence relationships and that how people sometimes talk about them in negative light like, those people, they see someone that has really a lot of good in them, and they don't want to, and they see that they can be, like, this amazing person who could do a lot of good and help a lot of people, so sometimes people in those relationships will stay in the hope of helping that person, and it takes a while and you going through, like, a lot of pain, honestly, in order to figure out that, like, you're not there to save someone. You can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. They have to decide to do that on their own, which is basically the story of Kylo Ren, but, like, that's why I can't watch that movie, because he is very abusive, and like I, it's interest. It's interesting for me because I can watch. Um, I can watch the movies that J.J. Abrams did in the trilogy. Because. In the first movie, he is very abusive, and, but he also gets like his ass handed to him at the end, and, um. And then in the last movie he is and then he dies but he also the thing that I like about him the most in the last movie is that when he like turns good or however you want to put it he does it on his own it's like his mom is the one that um kind of makes it like slaps him super hard in the face that makes him finally like have that moment where the like there's always like a moment where like a switch goes off and that was his moment but like his choice to help like ray and like the rebellion and stuff um is done like on his own like he's not doing it to try to 
help Ray or do anything. He doesn't even tell anyone that he has, like, changed until, like, the very, very end. Um, like, nobody even knows because he doesn't do it to, like, you know, to look good or to, like, show off or anything like that. He does it. He helps Ray. And then he dies. Like, he's... A, so, like, him turning good was basically... His, like, purpose there was to help her, which is usually the opposite. Usually, in, like, redemption kind of stories, it's usually, like, if a guy turns good, then it's, like, the woman then becomes, like, the second, like, the, gets, like, us, all the focus then is on him and instead of, like, the girl. But in this instance, I really liked it because he chose to do it on his own, and his entire purpose of turning good was so he could be the person who would help her fight and then bring her back to life because as soon as that happened he like he was gone and that was it um so that was like the only reason that was the obvious like story-wise reason why they decided to do that was so that he could be there to do that um to help her like his purpose was to help her and then once that purpose was over he was gone um, so that's why I liked that. And I think in both of those movies, like, he is abusive, but they also show him in, like, a light of, it's really obvious in those movies that he is abusive. People call him out on it a lot. Um, they don't shy away from showing, like, how scary he is or the, the things that he, how, like, manipulative he is and, um and they show him like having in the first movie they show him having a chance to turn good and then doesn't um and doubles down instead but you see like him wrestling with it and so they they do a good job in the first movie especially and then in the the third movie and and then until he decides to turn good of showing like, the people almost in the movie are reacting to him in the way that they should. But in The Last Jedi, like, Ryan Johnson thought it was, like, Kylo's character was more interesting than Finn. And spent, like, all this time in that movie showing him in this, like, weirdly sympathetic light while he was manipulating Rey. Like, every scene they have, every time they talk in that movie, he's manipulating her. It's so fucking obvious. Like, and, like, the things that he says to her at the end, like, when he says, like, you know, you're nothing to me, those are things that abusers actually say. But, like, every other scene in that movie, until you get up to that point, they're not treating him like that. They're not treating him like this villain. They're, like, treating him like he's this lost, lonely boy who just needs someone to care about him. And things like that and like um and I know that was that's like usually the second movie in a film is the one or a book or whatever is the one that usually will show like a villain or whatever from like a more sympathetic standpoint or those sh- or they'll reveal something that we don't already know that kind of like makes that makes the hero person kind of like second guess whatever is going on 
and leads to them like maturing and dealing with things differently like obviously in the empire strikes back it's luke finding out that is that darth vader is actually his dad um which obviously like completely horrifies him and changes a lot for him but like it's just i can't watch a movie where somebody where the guy who is a murderer and an abuser is actively abusing the female lead for basically the entire movie and it doesn't get really exposed for what he's really doing until the very end but still gets all of this attention throughout it it's just so gross like and especially the like the other part of the last jedi that's gross is that finn like that finn is like the two leads of the franchise is supposed to be Finn and Ray. Finn was treated how he should have been treated in the two J.J. Abrams movies. And, like, The Last Jedi is the one where they obviously... He obviously wasn't, like... He was given a storyline, and I always defend that storyline to the death because I fucking love everything to do with Finn. But now that, like, it's been some time, I can look back at it and definitely see that... Finn was, he obviously was like an afterthought when Ryan Johnson was writing this film. Like, he obviously was excited to what, to like, to write the scenes of Kylo manipulating Rey and like how that like influences how she sees Luke and things like that. Um, that was obviously the thing that he was the most excited about. And because the like thought and care was evident in the Ray and Kylo scenes and was not there for the scenes that Finn had. And it's really fucked up because Finn is actually supposed to be the lead and he was pulled aside by like by the writer and the director of the second movie. And and like the white character who was an abuser and had murdered his dad in the previous film and spent the entire film manipulating the female lead was given all of this time and attention like what the fuck um so like the race stuff and then the real life stuff for me is just like i i used to like defend that movie so much and i there are scenes in it that are like um, that I really love, like, Luke's scene, like, Luke's, like, ending part is amazing, always, um, like, that Luke and Leia scene is, like, super meaningful since Carrie died after they filmed that movie, so, like, and his part at the end when he does what he does and then dies is incredible, um, and, like, the, thor- the throne room fight sequence is really cool. Um, so there's, like, things in the movie that I thematically, like, can enjoy or just look beautiful. But I see that movie basically in the same way that I see, like, Age of Ultron. As, like, this movie happened and it didn't really... It, like, affected so many things negatively in the in like the trilogy like the in the third movie like kylo and ray 
like Ray kissing Kylo when he brings her back to life is fucking gross. But like we all know that the reason why they did that was because of the ridiculousness of like all the fucking attention that Raylo fans did um, in between the two movies. And like that wouldn't fucking exist. Like the fact that like a huge like ship in the in like the fandom was for a character who openly abused someone for an entire movie and openly manipulated her the entire time um is like the person is like the couple you're supposed to fucking root it's fucking disgusting and but like like and like ryan the thing that helped me realize this is that ryan johnson uh also would respond to tweets by like Raylo fans and stuff or just talk about certain things from the movie and say that he loved it and I was like this is fucking gross like you're gross you're an, like I just it just made me see like oh you're that white man who thinks that it's like like cinematically interesting to dive into the psyche of like the poor tortured white man who was given every kind of privilege in his life and uses it to abuse other people because he's sad because his daddy like didn't give him everything or whatever the stupid reason that he had um and not like give any of that sort of love or attention to like Ray, who is the star of the trilogy, or Finn, the other star of the trilogy, um, who is also played by a black character. It's just, ugh. It may. I really liked Ryan Johnson, and now I wish I could take back all those things that I said, because I'm like, oh, you're just, ugh. Like, I really don't like you anymore. Which is awkward, because that movie, like, gave him a lot more, like, notice and attention and stuff. But I just can't like him anymore. Um, because of, like, all of that. Like, when the movie came out, I, like, hated, like, the white boys who were being ridiculous about it. Um, and I, at the time, I also needed Star Wars to be this thing that I really loved and enjoyed because it was like liking being part of that was like a huge comfort and the idea of it not of it of like looking forward to this movie and then it not being good was just like too um devastating for me at the time but like I don't need it like that anymore so I can look at it now objectively and be like no that movie basically like people talk about the last movie in that light like that it was a horrible ending I love the last movie still like yeah I know that some of the plot stuff was crazy but I don't care like there was a lot of stuff they had to change obviously after Carrie died and so I give concessions when it comes to that but like the main thing for me with that movie is that the characters like Finn finally got again got the attention he should have gotten in the second movie and that the trio like Ray and Finn and Poe were were given like time together and given like the love like love and attention that they deserved and so like those relationships were still 
like there and very authentic and real and so whatever other like plot stuff that's in the movie that's that people can whatever about I don't that does that stuff doesn't bother me because of the characterization stuff between them was so right on that the other stuff like is like I always say like when I watch things like if the like the plot like twists or whatever should be there to service the characters to see how the characters react to it to push them to in different situations to see how they respond uh, and all that kind of stuff it all like when that happens everything like works together so like even though the things that happened in the last movie are crazy in some ways like the the reactions from the characters were always rooted in like real reactions like in reality like in the real real way that people would react to things like this and obviously the last movie was also about a girl who came from an abused family an abusive family who tried to deny the fact that her family was horrific and abusive for a long time and finally came to terms with that because she was always afraid that somehow because her family was horrible and abusive that she would somehow be horrible and abusive because it's like somehow in her and then her realizing that no she's her own person and that she may have gotten she got things from her family but she is good because she wants to be and she's a wonderful human being who got her own found family and just because she comes from an abusive family doesn't mean that she's destined to be abusive so yes that was definitely something that resonated a lot with me (laughs) which is why I really really love that movie but I also but a lot of the stuff that I feel like some of the crazy stuff that happens in the last movie it happens because of what does what doesn't happen or what happened with like the reaction after the last Jedi and like the white boys were always going to be ridiculous I don't mean them I mean like the Rey and Kylo absolute bullshit like that whole situation especially how Ryan Johnson handled it and the way that he talked to those fans and blah 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 blah, and still does like that set up like the whole issue and it's just fucking gross that he spent an entire movie having like an abuser walk around and manipulate a woman uh, in the way that domestic abuse people actually do and like gaslight her and do all these things and not be like not have anybody really challenge him doing that until the until like he like viciously exposes himself to her at the very end it's just like why do you need to make an entire movie about that especially when like why did you need to make try to spend an entire movie making him look sympathetic like why was that necessary um yeah this is definitely one of those things that i feel can happen is like like the things that you watch and enjoy it can change as you like work through I guess your trauma or your triggers or especially for me at least when you when I don't need the like I don't need um Star Wars to be good I guess is the best way to put it like I have other things that I care about or spend time on like I don't need 
to be part of the Star Wars fandom or think about it like that for my to like escape my reality or for my own sanity or whatever I don't like I don't have any problem with people doing using it for that at all like I used it for that for a long time and it was necessary for me to do that but now that I don't need that anymore it's just one of those things of like oh yeah like that's probably why I've never like I haven't rewatched even like the thing that's weird even when like the last Jedi came out I watched it twice after it came out like on DVD or whatever a couple months after it originally came out at the end of 2018 like granted it was 2019 when I was having a mental breakdown but still like that would be the time you would think where I would like hold on to like the like the movie franchise that like gave me comfort like I watched Thor Ragnarok and the Winter Soldier four bazillion times and uh The Force Awakens like 57 billion times that year um but like I watched The Last Jedi like twice like right after it came out basically and then never watched it again so I'm saying this as like I think that I always kind of felt this way about it like I always had like a big problem with how Kylo was treated in that movie and how Finn was treated in the movie but I like at the time I made excuses for it because I really wanted it to be good and so like the Luke part of it I really enjoy but uh, pretty much everything else in it like looking I'm able to now admit that I that I really don't like a lot of the stuff that happens in it and I feel like it really hurt the franchise a lot by forcing those things to happen and like the thing that is stupid about it is that like you can't like put something away like you can't like there are people who watch that stupid movie who will write stupid Ray and Kylo fan fiction for like all time now there's you can't like you can't like get rid of it now that it's happened and like it's just so infuriating that like because especially with the Star Wars franchise like the Empire and Darth Vader and everything was like the ultimate abuser and like Anakin in the prequel trilogy was and the and like the Emperor was they were always shown at like the villains were always really interesting but they were always shown to be very abusive and scary and like people didn't like even in moments when uh even in moments when they were like when you felt sympathetic towards them they also they didn't shy away from showing like how ugly some of their reactions were like you felt really bad when Anakin's mom died but they also showed him being like just horrific and evil when he killed all of the sand people um like he didn't need to do that and they showed him doing that and showed how scary it was for him to react that way um they didn't shy away from that so like all of the other movies show are all about how kind of like abuse can t- turn you into this person that you don't even know that does these horrible things to people and you don't even know how you then got there but then and then in the like the sequel trilogy all this they're going along with that and then all of a sudden they have this movie where they pre- like they have like the ultimate like abuser like the things that Kylo does is like even worse than I think anything that Darth Vader did and um 
and he's like the worst of all of them and they present him in the most sympathetic light possible it's just like it's so frustrating I just hate it so much and I, I don't know I, it feels weird to say that that like I don't like the movie that much now and I can't like the other two movies in the trilogy I'll definitely rewatch many times again but the uh, that one I don't think I can watch it anymore um like I can see the Luke scenes online when I want to watch that but outside of like the ending scenes of Luke um I don't know I just don't want to watch it and a part it is like it sounds dramatic or whatever in my head but it is part of like almost for my own mental health or like sanity like watching somebody like Kylo is incredibly triggering and scary and it's especially scary and triggering to see him being presented in a way like I'm supposed to I don't know like that he's not as bad as he seems when the entire movie I'm like you're manipulating her I can tell you are by the way you're talking and but like other people I guess didn't catch on to that until the very end Um, because I remember after the movie came out there was this like whole thing in fandom like was Kylo manipulating her the entire time I was like obviously like that's his character that's what he does but people a lot there are a lot of people that don't think so still and I hate that I hate that I hate that Ryan Johnson wrote him like that and then didn't make it obvious that that's what he was doing the entire time and I just hate it so much that he treated him like that in the expense of literally every like he obviously just wanted had like a hard on for Kylo and wanted to write just for him because he did all of that his storyline in that movie was at the expense of every other character in the entire movie (laughs) and I really hate it and I especially hate it because it like just sends like the worst message like I don't want women to have to watch a movie with somebody like that and see him being shown in a romantic light when he's being terrible like there's enough things out there with like like bad boys who turn good or bad boys who actually have a heart of gold that you should stick with or you know I can rescue him and things like that there's all that kind of stuff but these movies always did a good job of showing the people that were like that in like the 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 light that they actually needed to be seen in like with how dangerous that behavior is um so I just really hate that that movie was seen that way it really sucks too because like Leia in that movie and Luke in that movie especially are so good um but and like you know it's Leia's last movie but I just can't with it anymore um it just makes me sad I think that it honestly like kind of colored the way I saw the entire franchise because I haven't watched like I got rid of all of my Star Wars DVDs I watched the like the last movie that came out in theaters twice and then 
haven't seen it since then, which is, but I haven't watched any of them since then. Um, so yeah, I think that, because one of the, it's hard because, like, a movie should exist outside of the reactions of fans, but with this movie in particular, like, the reactions afterwards from, like, Raylo people were so just toxic. Like, it reminds me a lot of the reactions of um, Johnny Depp fans not knowing what reactive abuse is and not, real, and not like, learning anything about how abuse and abuse victims would work, that if someone was actually horribly abused, they wouldn't spend all of their time, like, suing their abuser over and over again and needing to see them over and over and over and over again. <laughs> they would you know, do what Amber Heard does, like, you know, get some help and move on with your life. But, like, the abuser is the one that wants to, um, that wants to, like, ruin your life because they hate that you're, like, live, you've moved on without them and exposed how they really are. Um, but, anyway, but what I, the Raylo fans remind me a lot of Johnny Depp fans because they are so they were so mean they might still be mean I just like have everything with Star Wars blocked but like they seriously like when I was in like the worst time of my life they called me crazy and said that I was pathetic and I need to grow up and called me crazy a lot because I said that Kylo reminded me of my abusive father and and because they don't, they didn't like to see him as the villain he was supposed to be and thought that he was actually, like, the hero of those movies, which is all Ryan Johnson's fault. They attacked me. They attacked so many people. Anybody who ever mentioned him in a negative light, all of a sudden there's, you get, like, 40 responses to a tweet, and they're all just, like, these random Raylo fans that are just attacking you out of nowhere. And that you've never interacted with any of them before, but they suddenly somehow find your tweet and just go after you. Um, like, that reaction can't be taken away from the movie, especially when Ryan Johnson interacted with those people and, it, like, propped them up, basically. It's just... I'm glad that I'm at the point now where I can look at, at that movie and the reaction afterwards of it and admit that I don't like it and this is the reasons why um and and be okay with it because like I one of the things I don't like I didn't like about myself before was that I tended to just kind of I I had things that I really liked and so I would make a lot of excuses when things when new movies or episodes of shows or whatever would come out and they weren't as good as what I wanted them to be because I needed those things to be good in order to, like, continue on. So I would just make all these ridiculous excuses to justify what happened so that I could still enjoy it. But I'm glad that now I can, like, I can let that stuff go. Like, if something happens, I can just say that it's shit. Like, when Endgame came out, I was like, this is utter and complete bullshit. <laughs> like, I, it did take a couple days for, like, the nostalgia of seeing, like, the cool fight scenes to wear off. But pretty quickly, like, I was like, this is bullcrap. And could freely admit that it was. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I've gotten to that place where, like, I'm glad almost that I have a better, healthier relationship with the media. That it's not, like, my self-esteem, or it's not, like, like, I don't depend on it the way that I used to, if that makes sense. It's just something that I enjoy, and then I just continue on.